0: Well, look who it is. What are the chances bumping into each other at the shop like this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, am I fooling? I knew you'd be here, and it's not blindingly obvious. I'm here because I want you. I'm here because life with you is so much more satisfying. Eh, is it just a litre of milk you're after? Yes, yes, with all my hearty, yes. Love Irish Dairy, and it loves you back. Visit thecompletenatural.ie for more.
1: It is time to start the Sports Memo College Football Every Game on the Board podcast with our first guest, Teddy Covers. Teddy, welcome in. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing all right. You know, it's a crazy week, Thanksgiving week, and we're doing college football on a Tuesday uh, this week. So uh, it'll be quick hitters. You know, um, a lot of the information, you know, I'm going to give basic thoughts and info uh, on these games. But (laughs) as with uh, any of this stuff, when you talk about Tuesday versus Thursday, uh, you know, some of the, sometimes uh, you got to flesh it out a little bit. So <laughs> uh, we'll do uh, hopefully some of that here uh, on the pod today and break down what do we got? we got twenty games to go through, man.
1: Yeah, twenty games. We got uh, three segments of of twenty games each, and uh, Rob Vino will have on tomorrow's podcast to finish off the college football every game on the board podcast, uh, along with uh, Brent Crow and Teddy Covers doing uh, the NFL every game on the board podcast for tomorrow. So kind of a condensed version of the. Sp- Sports memo podcast for this week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there, Teddy. We were just talking a little bit off. You're, you're staying in Vegas for Thanksgiving, right?
0: Yeah, I'll be a rare, a rare year that I'm not uh, on a plane, and I'm really looking forward to it. But of course, family's going to be in town, which means that, the, uh, you know, the, the one thing about Thanksgiving is it's such a busy sports weekend. Uh, you know, when you got family and and other stuff that you have to do, the the the, the, the mixed focus. Can be a problem. So I'm glad I'm going to be doing it in my own home uh, this year. And of course, you know, I haven't you know, really di- uh, dealt, uh, dived into college uh, basketball yet. That comes uh, after this weekend. You know, we'll start probably, uh, you know, we'll take a look at the card uh, in depth Sunday and Monday as we get, uh, you know, post. Uh, college football regular season so uh, looking forward to that really looking forward to getting into uh, college hoops
1: yeah and happy thanksgiving to all the listeners out there thanks for tuning in and uh, we do have a special out there because of the week you know if you're not wanting to uh, be checking your email and checking the the website all the time uh, we have the seven day all access package the turkey day shootout which we've been doing for over 10 years here at sportsmemo.com we got it half off This week, using the coupon code SHOOTOUT at checkout for the 7-day all-access. Like Teddy just said, it's NFL, college football, college basketball, any sport the handicapper does for half off for this week. Check that out at sportsmemo.com. Getting into the games, Teddy. We got a 2 tonight. We can go through quickly some action. 101-102 Northern Illinois at Western Michigan. Looks like uh, Northern Illinois, the Huskies, laying 6.5 or 7 on the road. 51 the total, Teddy.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Western Michigan's gone through, you know, they faded pretty badly uh, the last uh, few weeks. You know, they had a bad loss against Toledo at home and followed up with a bad loss against Ohio U uh, at home. And then, uh, you know, losing his big chalk uh, at Ball State last week. So certainly a team uh, that's headed in a negative direction uh, down the stretch. they struggled to uh, take care of the football, minus six in turnovers during this span. They've struggled. Uh, defensively, you know, all three opponents, when Ball State scoring 42 against you, uh, you know, it's a problem. And when you're giving up uh, 150 uh, in a three-game span, uh, you know, unable to stop the run, unable to stop the pass, you know, those aren't teams I tend to be very excited about, even uh, for their uh, home finale. And uh, I mean, Northern Illinois, they play defense, <laughs> plain and simple. Uh, I mean, they're not an easy team necessarily to lay points with because the offense is as sluggish as it is but you say which of these two teams are going to stop in the fourth quarter it's the Huskies and not the Broncos they deserve to be road chalk in this one.
1: Teddy we got Ball State they struggle but they, uh, they 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 surprised some people what, last week I believe but they're going on the road to play uh, Miami of Ohio 54 the total with Miami of Ohio laying 17 and a half big number at home
0: yeah, it, it's, and this is an easy pass for me. It's just because the, the, the point spread has it in the right spot. You know, I mean, ball, you know, ball's no good. <laughs> and they're coming off a rare victory in which, they, you know, everything broke right for them. Uh, do I trust them to do it two weeks in a row against a good defensive team? I do not. You know, uh, Miami O, you know, the offense, there's not a lot of explosion uh, with, uh, you know, Ragland at QB. You don't see the big play touchdowns, that, you know, the running game isn't, uh, producing a ton of big plays so uh, Miami was, w- was winning games they're not blowing teams off the field and that definitely concerns me in this uh, point spread range even though they are playing for bold eligibility and did pull off the big upset uh, over Northern Illinois last week.
1: Teddy heading to the Thursday slate on Thanksgiving Day there will be some live college football three games here we got uh three thirty Colorado State Air Force Mountain West action 62 and a half the total seeing 14 and a half at five dimes, 14 at
0: Chris right now. That's Air Force laying at home. Yeah, did you happen to see the ending of the Colorado State-Utah State game? Where I, Colorado State compl- they complete the hail. Okay, they're what? They're were, 30-point they were t- dogs yeah. at home against Utah State. And they're down five. They complete the hail, Mary. Catch it in the end zone. They're going to win the game. Everyone goes nuts. Oh, the receiver's foot was out of bounds. <laughs> oh, he stepped out of bounds and the play gets rolled off. I mean, for as bad a season as the Rams have had, to have that happen, and now they gotta go on the road and take on Air Force. I don't know that Colorado State brings it here. I really don't. That's about as frustrating a way, to, you know, to, uh, to pull off a major upset, and it all got away from them. And this has been a you know a throwaway season. It's been a throwaway season for Air Force, and Air Force is no good, and they're not a team I'm excited about laying uh, any uh, price with. You know, and again, last week to have Wyoming. That was probably the worst beat of the year. For one of the worst beats of the year. If you, if you uh, had Air Force plus the points last week where they dominate the game, fall apart at the end. They're about to lose by one and they turn it over and then uh, Wyoming just wants to get a first down and they end up getting a touchdown. Uh, and boom, it's an eight point win. It was brutal uh, for the Falcons, but that's the way it's gone for them. I mean, they're not they're a bad defensive team uh, you know, particularly uh, against the pass. So uh, it's uh, it's hard for me to get to the window laying two touchdowns. Therefore, it's easy pass. I don't want either team.
1: We got the egg bowl, Teddy. Mississippi State at Old Miss laying doubles though. That's Mississippi State on the road. Ten and a half, seeing some elevens. Uh, Fifty nine the total. This one in Oxford, Mississippi.
0: Yeah, and uh, boy, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, Mississippi pulled off the upset last year, thirty one twenty eight. You know, in Starkville as fourteen point dogs. Uh, so it's not like they can't do it. Uh, you know, they won straight up at Mississippi State uh, in 2015 uh, as well. Uh, but of course, last time home, they lost 55 to 20. <laughs> in uh, I believe that was Hugh Freeze's last game. One of his last games uh, with uh, the uh, Rebels. Now, uh, Ole Miss can, has, has cost their backers all year long. You know, they've been a bad uh, point spread team. They're coming in here on a four-game skid. You know, defensively. Their numbers are dismal. That being, you know, and <laughs> as much as that, you know, we see them play the good defensive teams and the offense hasn't worked the same way. But you look at the other equation, all right, you want to lay doubles with, a, you know, a Bulldogs team that A, is going to get Ole Miss's best game. Uh, B, you know, they can't score. I mean, I know they did against Arkansas <laughs> last week. I know they did against Louisiana Tech, but, you know, you can't forget when they're going on the highway, you know, back-to-back road games, LSU and Bama, they came up with three points in those two contests combined. It's not an offense that uh, is particularly dynamic, and they're taking a whole bunch of money. Uh, home dog or pass for this better.
1: On to the Friday slate, Teddy. We got Akron at Ohio, 55 the total, with the Ohio Bobcats laying 23 and a half at home.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, the markets are going to be pretty high on Ohio after what they did. Uh, last week to Buffalo and of course you know I, I mean Ohio's been good all year they had the one loss to Miami oh uh, in recent weeks but other than that in their last five it's all wins and covers and they just had a big national tv blowout against a popular uh dog that people took notice for so so much for point spread bargains uh with uh, Frank Solich's squad but you know you look at the zips and you know they haven't been real good against the spread they haven't been able to uh, put points on the board. But the one thing they do do, they play pretty good defense. And, of course, you know, the offense has scored only 13 points against Eastern Michigan and Bowling Green in their last two ball games. But the defense has been able to keep them competitive repeatedly uh, this season, including, you know, you go back to that win over uh, Northwestern early in the uh, uh, campaign. So uh, that certainly, in my mind, gives the Zips a fighting chance to hang with the number. Uh, against uh, an inflated point spread an Ohio Bobcats team that has something of a betting following right about now
1: Guys, Teddy has been good in college all year long, 30 and 23, 57% overall. And his college football totals, what, over the last five years almost, 61%, 56 and 36. So uh, good track record there. NBA coming along as well, 59% year to date, just short season so far. But even best is, is your NFL, Teddy. Sides, 66% overall, 58%. Um, you've been seeing it well. Just off topic here real quick, uh, what did you think of the highest scoring Monday night game uh, last
0: night with the, with the Chiefs and the Rams? It was fun. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, what I think of the game, I, I think that the books took a bath on it. <laughs> and that whatever prop you were betting, uh, you know, whatever over anyone bet out there, Cash, uh, you know, but uh, from an entertainment standpoint, you know, the NFL's not going to argue with a game that everyone's talking about on Tuesday morning. Uh, glad the game was played in L.A. and not on a bad field in Mexico
1: City. And, and Teddy, did did the sharp money come in um, on the under?
0: Of course it did. Okay, so. It will again. That's what they do. It doesn't matter. There's nothing in their database that says 64 should go over. <laughs> Uh, So, well, you know, yeah, absolutely. It was, I mean, all the public bet the over, all the wise guys bet the under, and the wise guys got their asses handed to them.
1: Well said, Teddy. And, guys, remember that coupon code SHOOTOUT at checkout for uh, half off his seven-day all-access. That includes NFL, college, football, college, basketball, NBA, all of it on there. Obviously, uh, having a great year here. At Teddy covers, great choice. 117-118, Teddy. East Carolina, Cincinnati, 51 and a half the total. 19 and a half. That's Cincinnati,
0: the Bearcats laying at home. Boy, two teams with very different momentum levels this week. You know, East Carolina snapped a four-game skid. And again, of course, it came against UConn, uh, but they blew them out. It was, you know, their offense moved the ball up and down the field. They got explosive plays uh, all day long. Whatever. I mean, the Huskies are on pace to have the worst defense in college football history. But from an East Carolina perspective, hey, some positive momentum, something good. Uh, we got the offense moving all of that and of course Cincinnati you know facing their uh, toughest test of the season last week at UCF and you know they got uh, <laughs> it wasn't close <laughs> uh, and the, you know those type of losses can be difficult to uh, to bounce back from at this stage of the season especially when you're big chalk it's not like Cincy's offense is great you know uh, they're, they're not marching up and down the field putting the biscuit in the basket every uh uh, every week, you know, they've, they've been predicated on their defense. and The defense is why they've had the season uh, that they've had, which you expect from Luke Fickle. But the bottom line is this uh, point spread range a little bit rich for a team coming off a huge loss that needs to win on the defensive side of the football because the offense is fairly pedestrian.
1: couple of action games here, Teddy. Eastern Michigan, Kent State, 13 and a half. That's EMU laying on the road, 52 the total in
0: Kent. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Eastern were playing all those tight games. You know, last month, uh, every game's been decided by double digits. And they won three of the four. Uh, You know, Central, Akron, Ball State, no good teams during that span. Uh, But, you know, it's an Eastern squad. And when you look at this MAC conference, I went back and looked because I was curious about it. Since I've been in Vegas, 11 of the 14 MAC teams at one point or other have been the best team in the conference. Eastern's one of the three that hasn't. uh, Akron and Kent are the other two. But the other 11 teams, at least at some point, it's a conference that hasn't. You know, there's no one dominant team. And I can't think of another conference where at some point in the last 20 years, there's been 11 different teams vying for the top bit. But Eastern's never been there, and they never will be there. Neither is Kent. Uh, You know, these are the bottom feeders. Uh, in this conference. And of course, you know, Kent's been a point spread disaster. What have they got? Uh, uh, sorry, they've been a straight up disaster. They've been they've covered a handful of numbers uh, over the course of the campaign, but defensively, they're just got off of the last two weeks, giving up 48 and 56. Hard for me to get to the window with a team that I don't trust to get stops at all, even in their home finale. We got Buffalo Bowling Green, 14.5. Buffalo laying on the road, 61 the total, Teddy yeah this is the bounce back game for Buffalo it's a game they need to clinch their side of the division and I can understand why they're taking money and you know again they had the bad spot on a short week last week and ran into a hot offense on the wrong night but Buffalo is the class of this league they have an opponent they're supposed to be able to show it against and a game that means something to them Of course you know the, the markets are well aware of this you're not getting any points spread bargains uh, with uh, Buffalo, especially consider the fact that all of a sudden here's BG off back-to-back wins as underdogs, but the quality of competition there, Central, Michigan, and Akron, not exactly what they're going to face when they see uh, the Bulls uh, on Friday.
1: Heading to the Big Ten, we got Nebraska at Iowa, 53 the total with
0: the Hawkeyes laying 10 at home. Well, uh... How much do you... Okay, the bottom line... Okay, I'll just say this. <laughs> um... I don't. Iowa scored. I, I bet against Iowa two weeks ago at home uh, against Northwestern. That was a pleasing result. Uh, then they went to Illinois and scored sixty-three, and now they're double laying double to chalk again at home. I don't think Iowa's all that. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know that that hurt me. I've lost. One, I lost one bet fading Iowa, the Maryland game, and that was just so that Maryland couldn't uh, throw the ball at all against that Terps defense, and maybe that'll be the case here for. Uh, uh, Martinez and the Huskers, but when you look at which of these two teams is easier for them to move the ball up and down the field, boy, that's Nebraska. It's a rivalry series. The last two years have been bad blowouts: 56 to 14, 40 to 10. That's not the long-term series history here uh, between these two squads. It's been competitive, by and large. Uh, but you know, the Mike Riley era did not well and did not end well uh, in terms of their. Uh, late season matchups uh, against Iowa. So personally, I think this spread's a little bit rich. Uh, I will most assuredly. I mean, I, you know, the Nebraska's on the short list uh, this week, um, and especially with the money coming for Iowa, you know, a lean may well turn into a play.
1: We got one two five one two six a nine a.m. Pacific kick here. Texas at Kansas. Texas laying fifteen and Lawrence fifty and a half. The
0: total. Sure, uh, and again, I mean, we, we know the situation here. You know, uh, Texas is in position to get to the Big 12 title game. They need to take care of business uh, in this contest uh, for them to get there, and they're, they're certainly capable of doing it. The question is margin. You know, and, and it's a Kansas team that has shown feistiness and fire down the stretch. They gave Kansas State a battle. They gave Oklahoma uh, a battle. That's where they hung 40. Uh, on the Sooners and everyone's talking about how bad Oklahoma's defense is and all that you know I mean uh, two weeks ago you know 11 yards per pass last week they're getting better than 9 yards per rush there's something uh, to like uh, uh, about this Jayhawks offense right now and all the must wins on Texas all the pressures on Texas uh, you know we know uh, the track for Tom Herman as an underdog the tracker is a favorite not quite as good and it is absolutely the type of game for the Longhorns like Let's win this one and get out of town. And, you know, you look at uh, Texas victories this season. They they don't have a whole lot of wins by more than two touchdowns. Uh, You know, USC way back then, uh, you know, but that whatever. Forget about the Trojans. uh, That's it uh, for the season. Uh, So Texas not necessarily built to win games by this type of margin, especially with all the pressure uh, on their side of the equation. Uh, does the, the
1: new hire of, of Les Miles influence this at all, you think, Teddy?
0: Not even a little bit. Uh I mean, yeah. Good luck, Kansas. Great hire, guys. Enjoy that fourteen. You can burn that four. You know, and it's one of these hires that you know even before his first day on the job, it will not work. They're throwing money just like Charlie Weiss. You know, they're throwing money at a problem that uh that is not easily fixed. And you know, less miles collecting a paycheck at this stage of his career. I'm not buying it. Hold, hold but in terms, of, in terms of how it affects the game, um, I don't think it affects it at all. Kansas knew they were getting a new coach. Now they got a new coach. Uh, you know, uh, every, uh, every player on that team knows that they have to. Uh, you know, whatever they did this year isn't has no effect on. Uh, you know, how things going to play out uh, next year at this time.
1: Teddy, you bring up uh, Charlie Weiss. I I, I kind of disagree. I don't think that's apples to apples.
0: Less Miles can recruit. It's it's a lot different. Charlie Weiss walked into a program that was a top five team the previous year. Before Mangino got, it. I remember Mangino got out. I, I don't even remember what he did. Did he say something stupid or he was yelling at players? He was bullying, whatever it was. Uh, no, I'm I'm missing. It was Turner Gill came in after me, and there was a, the Turner Gill that's was a death knell. Okay. But, like, what was it, 2007 or so?
1: Yeah, somewhere around there.
0: Like, Kansas was – I mean, they, I remember them playing Missouri. It was, like, number one versus number three. It was November.
1: Yeah, they had a hell of a program. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I think Les Miles has a shot at getting them,
0: you know, bowl eligible. Uh, just, just. You know. What's been the problem with Kansas? The problem with Kansas is you can't recruit there. All right. That's it's it's just that simple. You can't recruit the better athletes to Kansas. Everyone that's good in Kansas goes somewhere else. And is that going to change? It's a basketball school. That hasn't changed. Less miles or no less miles. All right, let's head to the SEC
1: uh, or at least the outskirts.
0: I mean, well, the upside for Kansas is like if, if, if a six. Yeah, sure. If they, if they can go six and six, it's a great season for yeah. Kansas. Yeah. You know, can they possibly have a six and six season? Sometimes before less miles get fired. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll take the yes. I'll, I'll take the uh, yes okay, you that. take the yes, I got the no. All right. We'll try to remember that one in uh 4 or 5 years. We got Arkansas. <laughs> What's that? take the under 5 years. Let's Miles ain't last no 5 years before they get rid of him. Well, over on I mean, a half on Miles before they buy him out.
1: Well, when you when you get this type of job, you got at least 3, right? No matter what happens. And then you know, if you, if you get four wins in that fourth year, you get a fifth year. That's that's how I view it, right?
0: <laughs>
1: we'll see what happens. We got Arkansas at Missouri, 61 and a half the total. Looks like Mizzou, 23 at home.
0: Yeah, exactly. You want Arkansas this week?
1: No, I don't want Arkansas at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no case I can make here for the dog. Uh, you know, Missouri's offense is untracked. They will blow teams off the field if they get the opportunity. And Arkansas isn't fighting. You know, they waved the white flag last week. They waved the white flag against Vandy. You know, they had the one game against LSU where they, they kind of waved the white flag there, and then ended up scoring a, little, a couple times late and got extraordinarily lucky uh, with the, for their backers at least with uh, when Brissett went down three times at the one-yard line. But uh, this is an Arkansas team that is not bringing their A-game. I'm not seeing the effort. I don't want no part of them uh, against uh Tigers offense that. You know, hung 50 last week and could very easily hang 50 again uh, this time around. This one feels like a blowout.
1: We got Sunbelt action, Coastal Carolina at USA, South Alabama. Coastal laying two on the highway, 58 the total.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to help me with this one because I'll tell you, you know, and again, we're doing this on a Tuesday. We normally do it on a Thursday. I'm doing my best with quick hitters on a lot of this stuff. Uh, But, you know, Sunbelt, these are two teams I don't think I've bet against Coastal Carolina or against Coastal Carolina all year. So I think there was one game I got involved with South Alabama back in September, but they're not teams that I follow closely at this stage of the campaign. So if you got anything, share it. Otherwise I'll pass.
1: Um, I mean, coastal, I've been watching them a little bit. They're kind of a tough read, uh, you know, and they, they, and they've had a tough go of it of late app state, Arkansas state, Georgia Southern, likely, you know, three of the top four teams in the Sun Belt, and lost all straight up and ATS. So coming here to South Alabama, coastal is the way I would look. Um, not to mention, they got five wins on the season, so a win and they become bowl eligible. So, uh, like the motivation factor there. So it, it's coastal or pass. Uh, I haven't bet it yet, though, Teddy. We got one three one one three two heading to the MAC. CMU at Toledo, fifty three. The total looks like Toledo eighteen and a half at home in the Glass Bowl.
0: Doesn't it seem cheap. I mean, Central's got awful. All right, this is the meaningless season finale for a one-win team. Uh, against an explosive offense. And uh, I mean, I know, look, the last three weeks have all been these tight, low scoring games, you know, against Akron, against Eastern Michigan, against Bowling Green. Of course, you know, when your offense scores only 30 points during that span, they haven't scored, the offense hasn't scored more than 13 since like mid October. You know, it's a bad Chippewa offense. And we thought it was going to be a rebuilding year. They're extraordinarily young, they've had injuries, but they can't run, they can't throw against weak teams. And Toledo, uh, I mean, you know, we, we know what the Rockets, the Rockets haven't made a whole lot of noise this year. But as a program, we know where Toledo's at. You know, they got all the kids that are too small to play for Michigan or Ohio State. They, you know, put up points and bunch And did that just last week against Kent, 56, uh, against the Flashes in that ball game, 384 on the ground. Uh, I think that Toledo could hand off every play here and potentially uh, cover this number. I want no part of the dog.
1: Teddy, we got a couple bigger matchups to close out the segment here, starting with the war on I-4. we got UCF at USF. Looks like UCF laying 14 on the road, about, what, an hour-and-a-half trip from uh, or less from Orlando to Tampa on uh, I-4 there, 68-and-a-half the total, Teddy.
0: Now, just so you know, the war on I-4 was originally coined for the Arena Football League Ooh, when, the, uh, or, when Orlando and Tampa used to play. And, of course, That's where uh, Jay Gruden. uh, Is that whom I think? Yeah, Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, and I think it was. I'm I'm almost like, yeah, Gruden was there uh, for sure. Uh, But that's you know that's what the war on I four used to be when these two teams didn't even have D one programs yet. Now they have a D one program, and we have uh, a, a Central Florida team that is coming off an impressive national TV win, and all this, and the hype is there. And they've earned it, and they deserved it. And, uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> uh, there's no shortage of love for UCF in the markets this week. And when you look at what's happening to South Florida, I mean, remember, they were 7-0 and USF. And now they're 7-4, and all the losses have come by double digits. And, you know, what? Uh, the, the, the Charlie Strong happy, happy times have come and gone. Uh, already uh, for uh, this Bull squad they can save their season with a win here and certainly in a rivalry situation where you know you grade out the personnel and it's not like UCF has a huge edge in this contest not like they have a 14 point edge but And especially, you think about coming off that huge national TV game and now going on and facing a rival on the road. It is a very tricky spot uh, for this road favorite. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see South Florida give him a game, but South Florida's not any good. (laughs) And that may be part of the problem. Um, You know, they've had problems on on both sides of the football in recent weeks, but particularly the offense. They've been very, very sluggish of late. Uh, which you know, in a game like this, you're gonna have to score points. You're not, you can't rely on just shutting down UCF for uh, for 60 minutes.
1: We got one three five one three six Teddy. The Civil War, Oregon at Oregon State. The Ducks laying 16 and a half on the road. 69 the total.
0: Yeah, Oregon State's at two and nine now. You know, four and seven against the spread. I mean, they're exactly uh kind of what we thought they would be <laughs> uh, which is at the uh, at the bottom of that conference the question I mean I by by late November I'm supposed to be very confident in my powering number for certainly yeah, all the power five schools all the conferences that I follow close and with Oregon I'm like I keep on being like I don't know I don't know I don't know how good they are you know they beat Oregon State 69 to 10. uh, Last year, and that was a a squad that was what uh, you know. That was uh, they were playing for bowl eligibility at the time. They were five and six uh, going into that ball game. Um, Then again, you know, last visit here in 2016, Mark Helfrich's last game, the Ducks lost in straight up fashion. They were only minus one (laughs) uh, on this field, so it's certainly (laughs) Oregon State got the money last week against Washington, but gave up 42 in that game. 48 against the Stanford team is no good. 38 against, you know, USC's not beating anyone. No, they won and covered against uh, Oregon State. You know, uh, the the Beavers don't have the depth of most squads in the Pac-12. So by the time November rolls around, they tend to be shorthanded. And that's uh, no different this year. You know, defensively, they're a weak team. And in theory, Oregon's supposed to be able to score... Uh, on you know at or near every possession, but you know again we saw last week with this Duck squad where you know in control of the game and the next thing you know oh well they didn't cover the number uh, the the ability to close out games positively has been a problem for them and they haven't been money winners only point spread cover uh, in the last five games came against uh, you know a Bruins team in a game where UCLA was turning it over so. Oregon has been burning their backers' money. They've been an overvalued commodity, in part because their defense isn't getting stops. Bottom line, I've talked too much about a game that I have, I have really no opinion. Interesting game to consider, but not one that I'm going to bet on.
1: Teddy, two games left here. We got uh, 137, 138, Houston at Memphis. 76 the total. Looks like the Memphis Tigers laying seven at home.
0: So my gut reaction initially with Memphis can't be laying seven to Houston, no freaking way. You know, I, 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 even though Memphis got the win and cover against SMU last week I came out of that game not believing in Memphis any more than I did going into that game You know, they got the cover on a missed two point conversion uh, the offense didn't move the football particularly effectively and the defense was gashed uh, through the air, they've given up at least 10 yards per pass attempt You know, for their last five games, the only team that couldn't do it was Tulsa uh, now admittedly they played SMU and East Carolina Missouri UCF teams that can throw the football around but uh, it's not like uh, they're facing an opponent here in Houston that can't throw the ball around. Uh, Derrick King is something special, but the weakness of the Cougars defense, and it's very, very real, they cannot stop the run. And when you got Daryl Henderson, who's, you know, I don't know if he's still the nation's leading runner for extended stretches this season, he's been the best running back uh, yardage wise in the country, and Memphis is capable of just handing the ball off and scoring touchdowns, uh, which is a problem uh, for a Houston defense that you know, has not been real good uh, at stopping the run. Even last week in that blowout win over Tulane, uh, the Owls were able to move the football on the ground uh, against them, as was Temple, as was every team that they faced. So, um, I know this. I don't want the favorite. Um, it'd be dog pass for this better.
1: Teddy, last game for the segment. Uh, pretty, pretty good time wise. We're at 30 minutes. So, uh, Virginia, Virginia <laughs> Tech. Not sure. Do, do you know the name of this rivalry?
0: I do, but I can't think of it. Okay. Uh, it's uh, some kind of is it an axe or you know, there's no axe here? There's this bucket and not I'm gonna find it out.
1: No, I'll find it while you're talking. We got the what Paul? It's not the Paul Bunyan axe. I don't no. know. No. Th- three and a half. That's what uh, Virginia's laying on the road. Virginia Tech uh, at home here.
0: Fifty the total, Teddy. Um, I'm not even seeing a name for it. By you the way, when I googled one. it real quick, I mean you can uh, you can look further. Uh, I mean, what kind of case can you make for Virginia Tech right now? Virginia Tech's got awful. You know, Bud Foster's defense. No, that, dude, that's a joke now. <laughs> yeah, you. What is You brought mean? it up last week, and I and, and, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, they play some good. You know, no, Bud Foster's defense is bad this year. Uh, you know, the uh, the the Hokies come in 0 and 4 straight up, 0 and 4 against the spread. Their last four, every loss by double digits, most of them in blowout fashion. The effort hasn't been there. Now against Virginia, you expect the effort to be there. Uh, but then I thought it would be there last week against Miami and the week before against Pitt. And it's just there's a bad beating down football team, you know. Uh, Hokies won ten nothing last year, uh, you know, at uh, uh, Virginia, fifty-two to ten the year before that. So we certainly haven't seen much from Bronco Mendenhall's offense against this Virginia Tech defense. But Virginia Tech's defense this year is nothing like what we've seen in recent years. Their offense can't trade points with anyone. And, you know, at 7-4, and four, I mean, Virginia's coming off a frustrating loss, you know, losing on a missed field goal in overtime at Georgia Tech. They're not a great team. You know, they're a good team. They're being priced like a good team. Uh, it's very reasonable. A reasonable point spread here to lay uh, for the Cavs. But uh, it's certainly not a series in which they've shown the ability to move the football. But on the other hand, Fuente's defense and Bud Foster's defense not even close to what it's been. So, pass. <laughs> not uh, not a game I'm likely to get involved with.
1: Teddy, I'm seeing the Commonwealth Clash. Does that sound about right?
0: Uh, if it is, that's the first I've heard of it.
1: Okay, well, any uh, Virginia Tech
0: or Virginia alumni yeah, or fans Yeah, I mean, kind of the whole point is that it's not a name like, hey, we all know what the Apple Cup is or the big game or, you know, uh, the old oaken bucket or some of these <laughs> I mean, we've heard of them all. This is one that when we're thinking about it, you say, oh, it's that. I'm like, I never heard anyone call it that. So yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's not a uh, – it should be a
1: little bit uh, – the they, they should have one, I, I feel like. It's Virginia, Virginia Tech, like two old universities. Uh, I don't know. I'm surprised they don't have a bigger one. But, uh, Teddy,
0: we're going to have you back on uh, tomorrow, correct? Sure. I'm in. All right. NFL is easier, man. NFL, you can whip down – you can whip out. College football, you can, you know, at this stage of the season, there's not an NFL team I can't talk about. College football, you really got to do a, a, at least a little bit of digging for some of this stuff uh, to give people some accurate info. And I apologize for not doing anything with injuries and not doing much with totals today. But uh, it is what it is. It's Tuesday morning. I'm doing the best I can.
1: Of course, Teddy. Understandable. And, uh, yeah, we'll, be, we'll have Teddy back on for uh, the NFL segment tomorrow, every game on the board. And, and guys, remember the uh, coupon code if you're at sportsmomo.com for Teddy's or any handicappers. Seven-day all-access, half-off with the coupon code SHOOTOUT. We'll be right back with Brent Crow doing uh, college football, every game on the board. We love summer fun. Lidl has you covered with our summer toys range With our garden inflatables and water play centres Hardwearing outdoor games And plenty of ideas to keep your kids entertained on those long summer days Hurry down to see our full range on offer in-store Or search Lidl Summer online While stocks last Lidl, more for you
0: For 192, discover why Hyundai has so many bestsellers The i10 is Ireland's best-selling small city car The Kona is Ireland's best-selling compact SUV. The Kona Electric is Ireland's best-selling electric car. And the Hyundai Tucson is Ireland's best-selling car for the last three years. Visit hyundai.ie now to see our 192 offers. Hyundai. Discover why.